Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the show, the Making More Money for You show on Voice America Business Channel. I am your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I want to th- t- take a moment to thank my guest from last week, Tony Breedlove. Uh, it was a wonderful conversation we had. We had chock full of tips, tricks, uh, things that we overlook, uh, best ways to actually do a better life all, all over, not just in our personal life, but in our professional life. And we heard a little bit about Tommy's uh, uh, um background as well and what he's doing with it and how he's actually coaching people mentoring people uh for for that better tomorrow uh you know it's, it was great having him and i look forward to having him on the show later on uh po- later on possibly in the early next year so uh kudos to that uh this week i was supposed to have a special guest on bernadette bose uh from shedding the corporate bitch uh and ball of fire uh podcasts and radio shows but I'm not sure where she is at the moment. Um, hmm. But the show will go on. Uh, I will actually do it myself. Hopefully she pops in later on. We'll see how it goes. But this show is actually going to be about everybody's favorite topic and the inevitable happening of burnout, whether it's emotional burnout or to uh, physical burnout, uh, um, spiritual you know, we we have such a short amount of resources that we we contain. Uh, a lot of that is due to you know we only have so much time in a day, uh, as we talked about last week as well, and quite a few other shows. Is time is one of the most important assets you can have, and once it's gone, it's actually gone. We go from doing uh, and partake uh, participating into becoming sideline and. And watching what happened happened, and taken away from our future, our future selves. Which, you know, in retrospect, that is actually a good thing at times to learn from our mistakes. But if we spend so much time back there, it takes from our future, and and we get nowhere. You know, and also when that happens, I I found out throughout this whole adventure so far, <laughs> from writing books to being on interviews to actually hosting my hosting this show is it takes a lot of energy. It takes, it takes it literally takes a small village to make this happen. And I very thankful for the people that are behind the scenes that help make this happen with me, uh, not alone as being on the show and promoting the show, but a lot of signs, a lot of early signs are overlooked one while we're actually doing and living life. And, uh, and sometimes it happens too late till we actually realize what has happened and our lives change and start going downhill like really quick. A couple of those things can actually pertain to not sleeping. Uh, sleep is one of the best things, even though it's supposed to be eight hours a day. Some people get away with two, three hours of sleep. Uh, some go with 12 hours of sleep, depending on <laughs> depending on the person. But uh, the, sweet, the sleep itself and rest... Uh, there's two different things here. There's sleep and then there's rest. Uh, sleep is actually when you're actually allowing yourself to relax and focus and taking that time to not doing anything else. But rest is actually when 
our, our bodies and our minds and our spirits rebuild themselves. So uh, they do go hand in hand, but they are also miscon- misconstrued and uh, from one another. And sometimes it's actually both in the same group and it, it really isn't because you can fall asleep for eight hours and not get and wake up the next day and be even tired than when you went to sleep. Been there, done that. And for those times, it was actually great to have co- coffee and caffeine. But since, let's see here, uh, January this year, I still have not had any caffeine. Uh, also, uh, while saying that, it's also quite strange to me that I get all the things that I get done without caffeine and the help of caffeine. And people ask that all the time. It's like, well, how are you getting all this stuff done? How are you sleeping? How are you, you know, it's all with time management. When time management comes into play, especially with burnout, you focus more on somewhat of a structure to alleviate the burnout and uh, trying to multitask. Multitasking is one of the worst things you could possibly do, but we're so ingrained in doing that it, it happens <laughs> naturally, actually, anymore. Uh, but we've also, when we're multitasking, we're taken away from one subject to go to another so, something, um, another um, either task or a conversation or our texts or phones. It's it's so it's so normal. We just don't think about it. And at the end of the day, we look about look at it. We have fifteen different things started, but nothing's finished. And that's the great way of multitasking right there. <laughs> so uh, when we do that, that's one sign of burnout is not completing tasks. Another sign is not completing tasks. You know, you're constantly drowsy all the time. You're not getting, you're sleepy. You look, <laughs> your physical looks start deteriorating. Your mindset starts deteriorating. Uh, you know, this, these are all compounding effects. We, I know we talked last week and a couple of shows before about compounding compounding effects, good effects. One starts to two, two leads to four, four leads to eight. It also happens with the bad things in life as well. We take, we skip one meal, we skip breakfast. Okay, we go we go to lunch. It's literally lunchtime. We're gonna skip lunch again by dinner time. We're running on fumes. Our body can't handle this, and we can't. We do this day in and day out. We substitute it with caffeine. We substitute it with poor. Poor nutrition, candy, uh, uh, gum, anything, uh, fast food. Fast food is one of the worst things. Even though it's calorie intake, it's not quality food. And that leads to health, bad health and bad decisions. So that actually helps. <laughs> that leads to uh, poor money-making schemes and we end up losing money. And w- when, that's, when that starts happening... We don't know where to turn because we're still on a downward slope. You know, all these compounding things, we got the sleep deprivation. We have our mind doesn't shut off even when we do try to rest. That's that's another thing that's very hard to do in this, especially in this society, in this day and age where we have technology at our fingertips. We're constantly trying to keep up with our technology so we can get things done. But one thing about our technology is it does need to be recharged. And so do we. Uh, it's all it's logged in. It's like, oh no, I got fifteen percent left on my phone. W- what am I gonna do? Uh, but we don't take take that into consideration. My brain power. My brain's like going all the way down, down, down. And it's like, I don't know if I want 
white toast. It comes down to simple uh, choices that we can't make anymore is do we want white toast or do we want rye toast or do we want wheat toast? So that <laughs> making simple decisions like that goes out, out of the window and it's more time wasted and no, produ- no productivity. And once that happens, we all get frustrated. We get angry. Our emotions get out of check. And once the emotions get out of check, we start spiraling down even faster than before. Just due to the fact is we're not taking the the initiative to, to take a moment and step back and look at things. We're just trying to go plow right through it. So when all those things happen, <laughs> it's a it's a definitely a uh, a cumbersome thing that that happens, and we all overlook it. We even get so frustrated that uh, we take it out on the people that are around us. That's another thing when we're that another sign of burnout is we don't talk to anybody. We start isolating ourselves. It's like, well, I don't have time for them. I need to get X, Y, and Z done. And I got to do shopping and I got to do the laundry or I got to do something. It's always, I have to get this done. And we give, we give ourselves a time frame here to get it done, but that time frame comes and goes. And then we're back in the emotional cycle of anger, frustration, and stressed out. Stress is one of the leading killers and, uh, and health risks out there that we we don't take we take for granted because it's like oh okay well i'm i'm only in my 20s or i'm in my 30s and i'm in my 40s you know we can handle the stress it's like oh this will pass this will pass we'll just get done this and we'll just cut this out cut this and cut something else out and fill it in with more work <laughs> uh we've done we've all done that we've seen it through through time itself as, as it comes through but when we take take that into consideration it always happens to somebody else but it never take we never take a look and see how it's actually we're doing it as well because we're the ones actually doing everything and don't have the time to stop and think so (laughs) that's another you know there's so many i can go through all the pinpoints you can go and google all these pinpoints out but these are ones that we we've all researched we've all looked for the signs of it we've all either gone to our doctors or talked to somebody about it but that was even another thing is when we were asked if we're okay we always say we are and that was one of the uh topics that we talked talked about last week it's it's not okay it's sometimes okay not to be okay you know i hate to sound like a billboard about that but we have to take the initiative here to get our self-health right so it can actually make better decisions for that better tomorrow but all all we do is we just put it all, either compile it put another task on the pile uh try to get through it ourselves we try to take take away from something else that we actually love to do i feel it will work i've been doing that i can honestly say i've been doing that for quite some time when i was starting out in computers and uh, you know, I, I had to learn. I constantly had to learn. I had to read this book. I had to read that book. I had to figure out what this was and what that was. Sure. It got me the certificates and it got me my degree. It got me a decent paying job, but it made me unhappy <laughs> because I look back and seen how much time I spent doing those, those tasks and those chores. Yes. I have accomplished things. I have 
I have a stack of certifications somewhere, you know, in a folder that I that I've done from Cisco. I have them from Juniper. I have them from uh, CompTIA. I have them from you know a whole bunch of other you know highly skilled um, product manufacturers out there. But all they're doing is collecting dust because that knowledge is. We have to realize when we get the knowledge from these books and taking these tests and paying that money to, to have those little extra letters after our name, we're the the person that has that information is the one that determines how it's used and if it's actually valuable to themselves or and to the company or wherever they decide to do with it, whether it's a company, whether it's helping a friend out or uh, actually applying for a new company a company from one, co- you know, you tried to leave and go to it somewhere else for a better life. It's all, it all depends on who, who the person is that has it. And we, we take all this stuff into, um, into consideration. But by the time we, we get to that point, it's already late. <laughs> yes. We can fix these things. Yes. We can do a lot of stuff with this. Uh, but it's at that point now it's like, what do I actually do? <laughs> how do I get out of this? How do I change things? How do I start breaking these habits? Because by the time we're getting to this point where we're actually getting burned out, we're getting snippy at people. Our attitudes definitely change. Our physical appearances change. Like I've said before, um, you know, we've become isolated. We've also on top of becoming isolated, we became something that people don't want to be around anymore. I've definitely been through that. I've put a lot of people through that. And uh, I've been on the opposite side of that because stress takes takes its toll on us and our all of our emotions get out of whack. Uh, so when we get out of whack like that, it's, well, it, it becomes habit. It's habitual then. Now that the habits are formed, we're constantly doing it. And we don't know it. We're going to constantly do this. It, make a choice for this, make a choice for that. And I remember talking with Tommy last week is the work-life balance, because this is one of the reasons that this show came up after that one (laughs) is because we have, we're we're all told that there's supposed to be a work-life balance. Everybody puts that out there, uh, whether it's your HR people, it's your company, it's your boss, it's your friends, it's your family, it's, your your pastors, your minister, there honestly there is no work life balance. As soon as, um, because of all the all the things I've said before, it, does that sound balanced? That's a question that you have to ask. Is my is my balance, or my choices balancing out in the end? Does it go back to zero? Does it go for all the way to the negative where it goes all the way over to work and where I don't want to be that person anymore? Or does it go over to the positive where I'm well-liked and I, I'm getting everything done. I'm getting, you know, all the, the support I'm supposed to be getting or I'm giving all the support I'm supposed to be giving. You know, it's, where's that balance at? I know it, it a lot has to do with the person and the situation, but our, everybody's situation is different and everybody's going to have different circumstances. They're going to have different environments. They're going to have different types of people. They're going to have different types of, uh work work evaluations different knowledge different even different levels that they can handle of each of these things that I'm actually going through that actually lead to burnout and 
it's more or less we got to find our our tipping point here. If we find our tipping point but not go over it, we're safe. And we start pulling back from that and start going and changing those before we get over that over that line or past that point. You know, it, we can change the habits. The habits aren't set in yet, and a habit is supposed to be. I believe, what was it from the seven uh, seven highly seven habits of highly successful people is a habit is formed by in 60 days of constantly doing something, whether it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. That's one thing that the training never went over is um, how to differentiate between the two of them. It's it just said 60 days, your choice, you constantly make that choice. It's going to become a habit. It doesn't say it. Granted, it's still in the hands of who's doing this um, to determine if it's good or bad. But it, if they learn, if the person learns from it, say I, I learned from my mistakes of overstudying, not taking mental time, making sure I take time off from studying to let my mind recuperate. Um, you know, those, all those factions and all those items uh, start coming together better. <laughs> and once they start coming together, it's like, oh, it's either the choice of either take on more or be more efficient of what I'm doing. And burnout sneaks in that way as well. Um, because once you get that little bit of confidence and you're seeing positive um, outcomes starting to happen, you start taking on more and more and more. And before you know it, you're even worse than when you started or before your transformation. Or uh, even even the people that you started associating back with or you found new people to associate with, they start seeing uh, different patterns, different ways uh, when they're around you and the way you talk with people. So all of these things can actually change in, in a blink and it takes time to, to change them. <laughs> uh, change is definitely something uh, Einstein said, uh, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome is insanity is the definition of insanity. I totally relate to that. <laughs> I I've totally tried. I completely tried doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Even changing one little thing that isn't really um, change worthy or noting the change and expecting a different outcome as well. So sometimes drastic changes make for better, better resolutions. Uh, as we're talking about this, I have been noticing even even when I'm talking with uh, my accountability people, friends and um, people in the, my publishing realm and world. Uh, you can start seeing the burnout and you can tell where some people are, where people are starting to go and starting to see, um, see the signs of it. Uh, one of the signs was a lot of people aren't sleeping to taking too much on too much, uh, too big of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Too big of a chunk of whatever it needs to be done. Too many tasks. Uh, not focusing all your energy on one thing uh, not and expanding out into unknown route, unknown fields, which is great. <laughs> you know, that's how we learn is by doing things um, that's outside of our comfort zones. Hey, I know some people that uh, keep in their comfort zones and don't try new things and expect and still expect a different outcome because they feel that it's 
the entitlement that comes in. It's like, okay, I've tried this again and again and again, but I want this outcome instead of something else. You know, all of these items that are being described leads to a burnout and leads to non-productivity, bad choices. Uh, um, definitely listening to people that don't have your best interests in mind. Um, and when all this stuff happens, it's it's really concerning because you don't really know it's happening until you see the results. Once the results are starting to be seen, those results, you start questioning and then you're taking time out of whatever you're doing because it actually got your attention to start paying attention to where I'm at or where you're at <laughs> or where actually where somebody's at in all, in all honesty and try to figure it out. And now you're taking the time to figure out what happened, what led to it, what, what outside circumstances, what choices that were made and how to get, you know, that time that's being taken there that could have been um, well managed beforehand. Doesn't, doesn't compute. It doesn't actually uh, make any sense. And that's where even more roller coasters start coming in, in the play is, uh, little highs and little highs and lows start uh, showing up. You're seeing a little bit here. You're seeing a little bit there. Okay, now how do I get from there to here? It's and it's honestly it, it's frustrating. I can honestly relate to everything out there. It it can get frustrating and it does get frustrating, especially when you don't take take the time out to realize those situations and those feelings and it clouds your judgment and you start making more, even more poor, uh, even worse judgments and worse choice, uh, uh, not so good choices. You know, it starts to become the patterns and the patterns start emerging. And once that starts happening, you, you as a person start changing. So some things to look out for are, you know, if, co-workers definitely play that part in our lives because we spend most of the time with them uh, our friends take 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 part in that uh, family members uh, who you go home who you go home to take part in that uh, and when we constantly go from one one scenario to another scenario into another scenario and environments without taking the time to actually adapt to those those changes we get i i know personally i get frustrated and um it feels like out of place at the moment i can definitely uh when i was diving uh you probably uh, i started doing scuba diving uh this past year took on a bunch of certifications and one of the things that we one of the items that happened in a stress and rescue because i took a stress and rescue diving class is because I don't have I I needed those skills to learn how to determine what if a person is going to have a panic attack or if it's going to be a good dive or it it leads to more confidence. The building of confidence in ourselves leads to more of a uh, more of a, a better understanding of the situation and how it actually happens. So, uh, well, 
what I've been noticing as that is each each of the little compounding things happens, uh, such as <laughs> when diving, it's uh, a new location. Uh, make sure you have your, all your equipment or something. If a piece of your equipment breaks, is how am I going to get it fixed? Do I have do can I go diving if that happens? Uh, what's the safety? Uh, who am I diving with? Is what the temperature outside the location? Have I do, has my partner dove here before? You know, all these little things add up. Just like in our lives, the little things is okay. I spent five dollars on this. I spent ten dollars on something else. I put thirty dollars on my streaming services now i go back and i look at my paycheck before payday uh, my bank calls or i get something in the mail from the bank saying you're overdrawn it's like this cat um this check balance uh your utilities aren't paid and um it, it that's an extreme situation is but noticing when you go back and look it's like okay well i made a bad choice when this could have actually waited till after payday or i could have done a couple of days without going into uh, having the streaming service until after like next month or something, because there really isn't anything good on this one. But as I'm going through this, everything we take from our personal lives comes with us into our professional lives into, and uh, then from our professional lives, it tries to go back into the personal lives and we're carrying all this around and it gets heavy. It gets extremely heavy. Uh, without the right nutrition, without the right um, sleep, without knowing the signs of actually seeing what's going on, we actually start becoming slower. Our mentality becomes slower. Our attitudes start changing again. And what, when this is starting to happen, I've been noticing it a lot in myself and even being in the corporate world for so long is the work suffers. The work suffers. Once the work starts suffering, <laughs> everything else starts suffering, including our managers, our supervisors, the company, and then they want answers. And then, you know, it's piled on even more. And we, instead of dealing with it, we end up taking it out on our significant others until we finally crash. Uh, you know, all of these, either someone out there has gone through or been going through or going through right now. Uh, I am definitely one of those people and I'm constantly battling it. Uh, it's a never ending battle, but I'm going to take a break right now. When I come back, we're going to go, I'm going to talk about some of the things that we can do to stop burnout from happening, to actually see more of the signs and how to alleviate those signs. And uh, I actually have some stories on how I got through some of them, especially uh, <laughs> uh, some recently and some from quite a few years ago. So thank you for tuning in. I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back in a couple moments and we're going to continue on. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. 
the bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. You are listening to the Making More Money For You radio show on Voice America Business. Uh, I am actually doing the this episode solo. Uh, I, for whatever reason, my guests could not make it today. So apologies on you if you were looking at actually talking with Bernadette and listening to our content. But uh, the the actual show itself is supposed to be well is on <laughs> on burnout and the first part of the show i went through and i ra- I, ra- I did do some rambling on what to look for what some of the signs are some of the physical characteristics of burnout and how it actually affects some of our choices in the day-to-day life and how it actually just like com- compounding good things one one right after another the same thing happens to when compounding bad things, uh, but on the bad side of things, it gets worse and worse as it goes on and further down the line. As we do that is uh, one of my examples were one uh, when, when I was diving, I was actually doing a stress and rescue diving class and I ended up becoming a little stressed out myself because <laughs> all these little things started adding up and I thought I had everything under control. And the last thing when I was under the water and when we we're starting to do our skills, uh, someone actually uh, from another diving uh, diving group accidentally descended too fast and actually landed on the instructor and two of other the students. And, you know, that was my that was my breaking point on that dive. Honestly, I had uh, bad weather. Uh, we dove in a different location at the si- at the same location I dove out that I was wasn't aware of. Visibility was bad. Uh, I lost my flashlight. <laughs> my flashlight stopped working, and uh, I lost my group um, all within fifteen minutes of it of everything. <laughs> so, uh, but in life, as we go through uh, one thing at a time. It doesn't happen like that, or sometimes it doesn't happen that fast. Uh, and when it doesn't happen that fast, we really don't realize it happened because it happened over a, a period of time and it started becoming 
the norm and it started becoming habitual on the way we started making choices. So the bad side of things is that happens, but we can also do that on the good side of things, especially with burnout. Burnout is very, it is very clinical. It is detrimental. It does not just affect you. It affects all the people that are around you, your environments, uh, inner and outer circle of people. It also go, it stretches out to whoever you communicate at work. If you work out for yourself, that's wonderful because you can take it on. <laughs> Not really wonderful, but it's contained to just yourself or uh, it actually could be um, exposed or delivered to people, your customers, uh, people that you've known for a long time. And, you know, the switch back and forth is I wish we would have light switches where we can actually just turn work off, turn that part of our brains off and just live life. But unfortunately, it's not that easy. This is where we're actually going to talk about some of the things that we can do at, to alleviate or, and, or even prevent burnout uh, by doing some self-care stuff we're going to talk about uh, physically, emotionally, uh, mentally, and also, you know, in our environments as well. We can, there's definitely so many choices out there that we can do, uh, but a lot of, but everything is overlooked because the, these small choices and these small changes that we make don't realize they're that they have that big of an impact till later on. And we're in such a way of life right now where we have to have it right away. So, and that goes a long way for actually uh, burnout because it happens all, all the time and it ha it's continuously happening until we actually take notice of it and sometimes when we see, find those notice notifications it's a little bit late and uh trying to put the brakes on uh, on that train so like i said before um uh, in the previous portion of the show is sleep is one of the major things that is one of the worst things that uh sleep def deprivation um not getting enough sleep and enough rest uh Sleep does not equal rest. Rest does not equal sleep. But when we get sleep, we, we take that break out. But sometimes our mind does not stop working and it's constantly working. And even, even when we're trying to sleep and we're trying to get rest, it does not happen. And we wake up even worse. So one, one thing we can actually do <laughs> to get better sleep and, and actually achieve the rest status is um stop using technology at a certain amount of time at a certain time we turn off one thing we can do is actually turn off your phone uh, i know that's very hard i know that's shocking especially coming from an it person and a, an author that also does radio and everything else under the sun <laughs> turning off your phone seems very taboo but if we take a break from it or just put the phone in another room on silent or on vibrate or just out of the way for a short amount of time before going to bed. It gives our minds enough time to st start slowing down. We got to slow our mind thinking down. We got to slow our, um, our endorphin levels, uh, our brain activity. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people think watching television does that, but it actually doesn't because we're all constantly, not only are we watching television, we're trying to figure out what's going on on the TV what commercial is going to come on next? Do I really need that thing on the commercial? 
uh, uh, that reminds me, I have I left the dog outside. <laughs> if you see something, uh, TVs made to, made to have triggers in everything that they do to stimulate some some part of the brain for a thought. That's exactly what TV does. Radio does the same thing, but instead of seeing it, hearing it, and uh, being immersed in it, radio does the same thing as well. I'm not gonna lie, I, uh, it makes us think. Um, just as I'm talking to you about getting rest, you're probably thinking about, well, I can do this, this, and this, and have this play in the background and do other things. Once again, multitasking. Slow our multitasking down. If not, stop it. At least minimize the amount of tasks we do at a, at one time. That has that will give us better control over the quality of the work that we're doing. It also allows us to tackle things in a more <clears throat> well-defined and time-efficient way, and are not as much of the brain is working at the at the same time. Even though multitasking is actually stopping one process to go to another process to jump back to a process, when our brain does that, it gets so tired. Uh, but we, everybody that has been doing this for like ever, uh, at least years, don't notice it. Notice it until it becomes all close to an overloading state, where we we completely either we completely shut down, or we actually go. Uh, very emotionally distressed or distraught to the other end of the spectrum. Another thing we can do is we can fuel our body with the right foods. I'm not saying that that cookie or that donut or the scone that you want. Yes, I said scones um, because I've actually I'm actually kind of hungry for one and need to actually find a place to get them. <laughs> See, I'm digressing as well. Because I, we're all human, and we all have these basic needs that need to be met. Uh, better nutrition, uh, schedule times to eat, scheduling uh, smaller smaller breaks to eat. Uh, it's best to eat six to seven times a day, even though it sucks preparing it. But doing that gets our body uh, more efficient at processing food. And while we're eating, we don't use our technology. Um, one. I'm one to talk about that. I'm slowly weaning myself off of that. Is what I'm eating. I'll either talk with. I'll either talk with somebody or um, just eat in silence. As weird as that sounds, as crazy as it sounds, and how unlikely it sounds, I've been finding that I've been. I one. I get a chance to enjoy the food. Two. Uh, it gives my mind a little bit of time to break, um, break down a little bit. Not really break down, but slow down. And uh, pace myself into whatever's coming next. Also, making pacing, uh, pace, pacing yourself. We don't have to go 100 Mach 3 all the time. It's okay to be a little slow at some things. I'm being slow and quality control, as long as good quality is coming out of it, it makes it a lot better. Yes, people do work better under pressure most times. But that is due probably due because they're procrastinators and they have no other choice. Or should they choose to do that, they're just looking for more stress because they actually alleviate some of the stress somewhere else and they're looking to fill that void. Uh let's see. There is that. Uh the pacing, uh, the food, the sleep, uh, drinking enough water. 
uh, all as we know, as we're taught as our grade school, uh, but until now, most of our, bo our body is mostly 60 to 80% water, depending on our size and how much water intake we do. If we get dehydrated, our brain stops working and it doesn't, well, it doesn't really, it doesn't stop working. It works inefficiently because a lot of the water in our brains uh, conducts electricity. Electricity fires. That's how our thoughts work in our brain. And if we don't have enough water in there and we substitute it with caffeine or uh, another stimulant, um, caffeine, soda, iced tea, uh, slushies, <laughs> uh, freeze pops, any of those other liquids, yes, it is getting liquid, but it's not getting the right amount of liquid. And it's trying to fill, it'll actually put more sugar in our bloodstreams. Uh, we'll have health issues. So actually adding water back into our lives uh, creates a little bit more balance within. Uh, let's see. There are quite a few things uh, as we talk with people. It's when we make a choice to talk with somebody, is it the choice to talk with somebody and and spread gossip? Or if is it actually something to talk about that actually is productive uh the more <laughs> i found throughout the years uh of doing of writing the books and doing the radio show the more people gossip about things the <sighs> i've been finding out uh not all the time but a good majority of the time that the people that gossip about things are the ones that are actually stopping productivity in somebody else because that person is not happy in their life and they're finding something that is bringing them joy that actually is they think at that moment in time is actually making a better choice and having uh, not so much burnout. Uh, I've noticed that a lot <laughs> throughout throughout the times and throughout the ages as when we when people start gossiping about things like this, uh, and not being productive or actually being supportive about things, it leads to other bad choices. If we s cut down on the gossip or eliminate it or people that do this, uh, there's a better chance that you will, the person that's alleviating this will have um, a better life, uh, more, more happiness, more, <laughs> not so much, uh, more happiness, uh, you get your feelings in check, your emotions, uh, and you present yourself better with more confidence when, when not around that type of type of environment, which also brings us back to our work environments. Uh, not only they call it, I guess they call it quiet quitting now, where at the end of the day where you actually meet your time frame and you stop, you don't do any other work, you just finish it up what you're doing and then you leave instead of actually dealing with extra work and extra um, helping someone else out or actually doing anything extra that's outside of your job description. Uh, <laughs> that's, I guess, the term called quiet quitting instead of actually just leaving. You're not leaving your job. You're just leaving all the extra stuff behind, which has a lot of merit because when we start taking on all those extra burdens, you know, like I said in the first half of the show, when we take on extra burdens, we get stressed out. Our emotions get out of whack. Our mentality changes, um, and we go into overdrive. 
and we just burn it and we just burn whatever fuel left that we have in our body um, on work instead of actually in things that we're supposed to enjoy. Uh, whether it's kid, you know, whatever, whatever you enjoy in the afterwards, your ho- afterwards, uh, your hobbies, food, uh, driving, travel, uh, children, family, any uh, friends, any of that. Uh, <laughs> I have been noticing that as well as people with less that are starting to make these changes are having better relationships and better partnerships and fellowships that could not have been have that couldn't have happened until they started taking the necessary steps. Once those necessary steps started, it's a long hill. Uh, a lot of people, I've seen quite a bit of people go back to making the same poor decisions instead of making the harder decisions to better themselves. And that's one of the things where the individual that's actually going through the burnout is you feel depressed, you feel alone, you feel like you can't get anything right. Everything keeps breaking. Uh, you grief st- stricken. Uh, your finances are are down down the toilets. Uh, you know nothing nothing is ever good enough, and you, that you feel like that when you're burned out. And people are still trying to get more and more out of you, and you don't have anything else to give. And then that's when people start treating you differently. It's because they're not getting what they want out of you. The first thing, as we talked with uh, with Tommy, is your second major asset is yourself. Time is the first one. Yourself is the second one. Or you can actually change that as your, your, your first asset, main asset. And time is your second one. It depends on how you relate them. But he, he is cr- completely right about that. And it, when I was, I remember our show with uh, Coach Kim is being mindful in your person's state of mind is very, very, um, it is very necessary to have a starting point to go into a different direction. Once you start making that direction, directional change, everything starts changing. Um, and it's some are good, some are bad. And as we fight burnout and we come back from it, whether we, uh, a lot of people go on vacations. I, I'm definitely one for vacations. I love vacations. Uh, I like going with friends. I like going with families. And there's been quite a few vacations I went on my own. And I have had some of the t- best times of my life. And those vacations will always have a special part because I got to do what I wanted to do. Not I wasn't trying to make anybody happy. I wasn't trying. I wasn't babysitting. I wasn't following anybody else's schedule. And when when I realized that I needed to do that more often, my perspective on life changed. I was able to help out more. I was able to recharge my batteries and do uh, experience so many so many new things that you know when you're trying to. When you're traveling with somebody, it's like, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do this, and this time's for that. It, it becomes work. Not to say that some some vacations are work like that when you when you try to plan things out, but the vacations that I've done with myself, um, especially when I was burned out, after I realized that uh, <laughs> depression started setting in, the you know, I didn't want to get up and go to work. I didn't want to even talk to anybody at work. I just tried to get 
as much stuff done as I could just to get by and withdrew from everybody else out there. When I started making those changes out of that mindset and I did go on vacation with myself, I I got to actually realize that I'm not that bad of a, you know, there's a lot of things that I haven't done in so long or uh, new things to try. And I got to meet so many amazing people. Granted, they were mainly Northern people when I was in the South, uh, down in the Florida Keys, which is strictly mind-blowing, by the way. Every time I turned around, it's like, you're from, you know, they tell you which part of the country you're from. I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, which which was amazing is, and when you change the environment and you change, when they changed and they moved down to that area, their whole mindset changed as well. They weren't stressed out as enough. Uh, they were they were actually helping more people out. They were actually feeling fulfilled. Uh, their their home and home lives got better. You know, not only does burnout affect your financial and work life, it it affects our personal lives, and a lot of us take our personal lives for granted. So, uh, and we do that because it's like, oh, their family they'll understand and. Some some don't because we don't talk to them about it. Uh, there's actually a lot of a lot of help out there that that does that. And I was very fortunate. I had mentors at the time that I would actually go and talk to about this and how I was feeling because they they seen the difference in me. And I, I tell them what's going on, and they're like, "Well, you need." They told me because they were they went through it at some point in their life. And I'm sure someone that's listening out here is going through it or is about to go through it and they don't realize what's happening is take that time, take that, take those one, one day or a week off or one week off or whatever it is that you feel that you need to start sitting down and assess everything, get your diet back on track, exercise. I wasn't exercising when I was going through uh, the burnout stuff. And I gained so much weight because I was stress eating and I didn't realize it because I love food that much. And I was doing some of the work while I was working and moving. I wasn't doing enough to, to take off the, <laughs> take off the weight that I was uh, from stress from the eating, the stress eating. Honestly, these are, these signs here, uh, happen every day in everyday life all over. It doesn't matter how old you are, what type of job you're in. Uh, but they they do happen, and it happens to you until uh, you realize you have to stop and realize: Do I want to keep living my life this way, or do I need to make a change to make it better? So, as I'm closing down the show <laughs> with burnout, with being burnout, how to recover from burnout, uh, some things that that you'll actually see while going through it. You know, it's it's a real thing and clinically it's a real thing. Uh, spiritually it's a real thing. It's, it will have, if you say you're, it won't happen to you, that's when it's going to happen. And it's going to happen when you release expect it. So as we try to be mindful of where we're at in life right now, or where we want to be in life, uh, take a couple extra moments here and there to do a self check, check in with other others, have a, uh, have a plan in place in case it does need to happen sooner than later, but you are your own asset and you are an asset to other people in your life and people that you haven't met yet. 
So take the time and invest in yourself. As you invest in yourself, everything else will actually fall into place. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, I'm going to close on that note. Uh, next week, I have a very unique guest. I know I've done a couple of college shows before, but this show in particular is with Shaylee Howard. And we're going to talk about, well, it's that time of the year. It's probably SAT time for everybody. And we're going to, and seniors and are getting their acceptance letters in. But does that acceptance letter actually mean you're going to it uh, because due to finances or because of location? We're going to talk with Shaylee, Shelly here, and we're going to see how we can actually get your college student back to school with a little or no debt when they graduate. So I am your host, Magnus Carter. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about the show or anything else, I do have a Facebook group, Making More Money For You. Uh, stop by, join it up. It's a couple quick questions to answer and uh, hope to see you there. And I'd be glad to talk to you about anything else in the meantime. Until next week, everybody, have a safe week and enjoy it. Thanks for listening to Making More Money For You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.